You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. The entire Wolven family got clobbered before, during, and after Christmas with the stomach flu, so we were unable to make the opening that we desired to. Well, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Finally, yes, finally, 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 yes. commitment made. She was wow, happy that she woven. had help along the way to get it done. So, Oh, you got to have a little help. You got to have a little help. A little help from your friends, that's what I say. I think it's there awesome that my mom listens all the time. I mean, she's talking about oh. episodes and things that go on. That's why yeah. whenever you, you know, nail me sometimes, of course, always undeservedly. And she's like, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. I shouldn't yeah. say that to you. You know, he, he needs to be nicer, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Are you kidding me? She texts me all the time. Hey, get Danny yeah, on this. Yeah, right. Get Danny on this. <laughs> Did you know Danny said this about you? <laughs> Thanks, no. Mrs. Wolven. We'll keep it between us. We won't let him know. <laughs> no, when I'm That's in trouble, awesome. it's never Danny. She she has never called me Danny. But Daniel. Daniel, Daniel Lee, when I'm in trouble. Daniel Lee. Exactly. That's so right. that's normally what she says. Get, <laughs> yeah. I think most kids get the first and middle name when they're in trouble. So. Oh, yes. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you, Mrs. Wolven. We appreciate that. Hey, let me take this opportunity to say to some of our listeners, we need some new topics for the new Amen. year. Amen. And uh, our, our mailbag is just about empty, and it's time for some new stuff. Uh, let me encourage you to send us uh, a quick note right now as you're listening. Get on your phone. Text myself or Brother Wolven if you have those numbers. Uh, if you don't, you can email us at dralstone at gmail.com or pastor at myncbc.com. Yeah, send us a note. Give us some ideas for the new year. We're always looking. Some of you have been awesome about doing that. And if you say, well, I've already contributed, hey, contribute some more. Yes. We've got some thinkers uh, on this uh, podcast team. What? And uh, we appreciate that what very much. Say? Yeah. We got some stinkers thinkers. on this team. Oh, no, no. That, no, we got stinkers oh, that oh, do this oh, program. Oh, okay. Thinkers. I thought you said stinkers. Yeah, thinkers. Okay. All right. Thinkers okay. that help. No, thinkers that help the stinkers. That's our motto. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, there's no period after doctor. Just Dr. Alstone yeah. at Gmail. That's right. Yep. We say Doral. 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 Yeah. Yeah. That's, it used to be a cigarette. Doral? D O R A L, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, we have a street here. We call it Doral, though. Oh, I guess, no, Doral. We say Doral. That's right. Yeah. I didn't know. I never smoked those, so I, I have no idea. I didn't either. I just knew what to stay away from. <laughs> yeah. And then nobody hears you laugh, and then they know. That's, they know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me congratulate you that you've not had your pneumonia this year yet. You haven't had the, the bad, oh, that's awful really serious early. cough. There's a lot of winter yet to go. I mean, winter's only just started, so. Well, I know, but you usually got it by now. Yeah. <laughs> You're doing well. So far, yeah, so good. Health. So praise the Lord. Yeah. 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 
Well, we continue on in our uh, our great advice of how to raise money for big projects. Okay, I got a good question for you because I know the okay. answer for me. Okay. What was it that bothered you and bothered you for a long time that you wanted to address and you just didn't have the money to address it? Or if you'd start to address it, then a big need would come up. You know, what What was it that seemed to just right. sort of agitate you for a long time? Oh, man, the remodel of our original building just mm. killed me. Our building was old. It smelled old. We had, you remember, we mm. had on the ceiling of our church, um, they had taken newspaper yes. and ground it all up and mixed it with glue and sprayed it on the ceiling of our church. Yeah, for and insulation. It horrendous. Insulation and yeah. aesthetics, apparently. Sound. Yeah. yeah, aesthetics and sound. And when they first did it, it looked really cool. But after time, it got old <laughs> and dirty and started to sag and fall off. We had this brown carpet that was all messed up, hard wooden pews. Um, it was pan- paneling on the walls of the church. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand it. It was clean uh, and it was tidy, but it just was so old and dated. And I wanted to fix that thing up so many times and we'd just mm-hmm. get ready to do something and a bus would break yes. down. Yes. Or we'd get ready to do something and, you know, we needed new a piece whatever. Of equipment, yep. Oh. Yeah, yeah. How about you? Uh, Two things. The one was the sound system. I mean, for 12 years, we worked with the sound system that looked like it was probably had been carried on the back of one of the wind talkers in World War II. You know, uh, (laughs) it's just this little small dial thing, and and you're trying to keep everything going well. And, and of course, uh, my two sons, two youngest sons, would sort of hide behind this this little uh, uh, you know half wall. They'd sit there and sort of hide, and but they did a good job making sure the sound was going and everything else. And so right. you know, I com- right. I commend them for that. But that was an aggravation for years. And would raise some yeah. money to get started, and no, it's got to go somewhere else to another project, you know. And uh, but. Praise the Lord, we now have a beautiful sound system. It was nice. It was well-crafted, well-built. You know, we really enjoy it, and and our people over the years have given towards different needs in the sound system or connected to the sound system to where we've got a very nice unit now. And a matter of fact, when we were having a debate, uh, you know, political debate between people running for the U.S. Senate, um, uh, in our in our uh, church, uh, you know the one the the Democrat side, the people they when they were checking things out for their feeds and everything, they went, "Wow, these guys are really high tech." So I counted that a real compliment, you know. So uh, because they've yeah. seen lots of venues and been in lots of areas, yes. and so that that's a blessing to finally have. But the other thing that was yep. an aggravation for around ten years was. Um, we had hollow closet doors on the side, either side of the auditorium, at, you know, the platform. I remember. And so, yeah. and it was, had the handle, the doorknob. I mean, they were painted, but every time somebody left, pa poom yeah. You know, it, every time somebody yeah. would leave the auditorium by the side, kunk 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 
Yeah, I'd be preaching and maybe somebody got a text from the nursery or back earlier when you had the pagers from the nursery, you know, you would, they'd get up. It, it so aggravated me. And finally, I mean, it took us 10 years. Uh, we had the yeah. money to replace the doors. But at that point, we didn't really quite have the people who who were comfortable ripping out a whole door jam, putting in a new solid door. But now right. we've got the automatic closers, and instead of a kunk 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 you hear, and that's it. Yeah. 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 I... Love them. It's like every time I go by, I want to kiss. I want to kiss one of those doors. <laughs> yeah, I had I had a similar situation and a similar resolve. I had this clippity clop, clippity clop. <laughs> but I got it resolved. And I just wanted to kiss it. <laughs> if you do not know to which I refer. Listen back several oh, hundred man. episodes, that, and you'll know. That you'll was know. great. Oh, that was yeah. great. Oh, L- let me that say this, so that good. most church people do not understand the importance of um, good lighting in the church. Yes. Good lighting, yes. good sound, comfortable seats. They don't understand that, and I think most people, they get this, but they don't understand the value of it. A good, clean well-working nursery and a clean, aesthetically pleasing ladies' washroom or bathroom. They don't understand the need of those things in a building and what that can do for a church. Um, If you don't have those things, you'll get people to come, but you may not get them to stay if you don't have some of those things. If people can't hear you, especially older people, you need good sound for them. If they can't see to read, they're not going to read along. They'll have trouble struggling with that. And so those things are important, and I think that's something that most preachers understand, but we don't maybe convey sometimes enough. So yeah, you got to have good equipment for that. Yeah. So as we as we're opening this up, I mean, there's some things that you know are going to aggravate you and bother you. So are you going to try to throw money at it just because you don't you don't like to be bothered? Or mm. is it time? You know, is, is yeah, do you have yeah. the opportunity? Is there is there a capability? Do you have other needs first? I mean, we we both had for many many years other things. Right. You know, were were much more important and much more pressing. As important as that is, there are other things right. that were much more important, much more pressing needs that needed to be taken care of, and so. You, you try to get to some of those things eventually. So so tell me some of the yeah. things that you have raised money for, either okay. you know, either Barren Precious Seed Canada or when you're pastoring. Right. right. Okay, before I give you that, let okay. me say this before it leaves my mind. Yeah. Um I I've learned that with some people you ask and with some people you tell. And there are some people that if you ask them, hey, um, you, you're a craftsman. Is there any way we can fix this? How, how would you go about fixing this? A lot of times they'll say, oh, I can fix that. They just don't think about it. And there are some people that you can tell and just say, hey, man, you're really good at this. Or, hey, ma'am, you're really good at this. Is there any way you would tackle this project? And they might say, well, I don't have the funds to do it. If I can raise the money, would you do that? And then you can say to the people, I've got somebody that'll do it, but we have to raise some cash. Those two things worked very well for me. And I had to learn here 
that my folks worked in factories and they were used to people telling them what to do rather than you know them just walking by and seeing a need and fixing it. And most people in the church, for some reason, do not want to just tackle something on their own. They, they maybe feel that they're intruding or they don't have the ability, but I would look for things in people that they could do. If a guy, I went to a guy's house and he was painting and he was a good painter, I'd say, hey man, I got a room at church. Is there any way you could tackle that room for me? Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'll, I'll supply the paint. You just give me the man hours. I'll help you in any way I can. That worked really well. Amen. So those kind of things. And then, and then um, I think just... Again, just keeping it before people that we want to keep things nice. Amen. We want to keep things up to date. And my wife's great about that. Around our house, she'll say, it's time to touch up. And I'll think, oh, man, I don't want to touch up stuff. I don't want to do things. She goes, honey, have you been in a house where people were selling it and they didn't keep it up? And you walk in, you go, wow, this thing's really dated. And you hesitate to buy it because you know all the things that it's going to need. She said, if you keep it up to date and you walk in, you're like, oh, yeah, this is much more aesthetically pleasing and it'll be easier to move into. So it's kind of the same thing with the church. Yeah. So Amen. That. Amen. Okay, so I'll give you something quick, and then I'll let you have some time. Um, one of the first things I had to raise money for were buses yeah. when we started. Yep. Um, I wanted to have a bus ministry. Cleveland Baptist was great about donating a bus to us, uh, but it was pretty it was pretty worn out when we got it. Yeah. And so it lasted a short period of time, and then we had to raise money for a bus. And... Our folks saw very quickly the result of a bus ministry. Um, we were fortunate in that we hit into a street where there were a ton of kids, and we invited them to come, and they all showed up. And then I could say to our folks, hey, we've got to get these kids back here. We've got to get some kids in here. And uh, they were awesome. They were awesome about raising that money for that bus. I told them, here's, you know, I looked around, I found one. Um, it was older and it was better than what we had, but it wasn't really what I wanted, but it was something that we could afford mm -hmm. with a stretch. And so that was one of the first things. Yeah. We've done a couple of buses. Of course, the, in the first buses we're getting, we're like 2,500 to $3,000. The last bus this year was 13,000, you know, so it's a little yeah, bit of a yep. little bit of a difference exactly. now. And then over the years, um, Steve has done a good job trying to measure out projects. We took one summer and uh, got new hymnals, and of course, you know, had a, yep. had the goal and things like that. Um, just before COVID, we raised money for different pianos on the uh, platform. We went from a uh, baby grand piano to uh, uh, electronic. You know, and I know I'm going to say it wrong because I'm not a piano player, but, mm -hmm. but uh, mm -hmm. you know, really two really nice, uh, you know, electric pianos and which right. don't need to be tuned and all of those things. And, and so yeah. what what uh, Steve's idea was that we, we carried through was, you know, you've got 88 keys on a keyboard and so mm -hmm. we'd need X amount of money. I think it was almost $14,000 for one and then maybe 8000 for the other. So, you know, okay, if you can buy a key or if you can go in right. with somebody and buy a key. So mm -hmm. you can see the you can see the progression and we didn't buy them until they're done and of course we moved them in. I want to say either that December or that January or February, and then COVID hit, 
you know. But uh, right. um, but anyway, that was a that was a good way where you can see progress. Hey, we've got thirty two keys uh, purchased, you know, for the for the new uh, mm-hmm. you know instrument. So that was a that was a good idea. Right. I would say this: keep it bite size. Keep, keep you know, if you put a whole pizza in front of somebody, most people aren't going to be able to eat that whole thing. Yeah. So they think. But you start taking bites of that, bites of that, little pieces of that. And I learned that very early on with um, with uh, Bearing Precious Seed, that if I could make it doable, if I Amen. could make it something people could do, those bite-sized pieces make it so much more palatable for people. Um, a John of Romans anywhere in Canada for 40 cents. Produced and mailed for forty cents has yeah. been my cry for a very long time, and people get forty cents. And we've talked about you know having big donors, having businessmen or businesses contribute. But the bulk of what we have done, both of us, have been by people in the church, the little old ladies, the families, Amen. the single gentlemen, the college age kid, doing what they can do. Yes, and I think part of what we're talking about is getting people to see that there's something that they can do. It may not be a lot, and sometimes people think, well, it's $100,000, I can't do that. No, but you can do 100 or 1,000 or 10,000. And finding that mark that people can give to is a help in helping them give towards those things. Yeah, as much as possible, I always want to try to give as much time as I can to raise the money, you know, like for example, even, you know, we're, we're looking forward to the opportunity of going to Israel in 2024. And so, you know, I've got you coming a year ahead of time. So people have time to sort of save up, even though we've talked about it and, you know, people are Mm -hmm. aware and they're asking me all the time, we're still going. Yeah. And so they're setting money aside, but you know, sometimes we're unreasonable in what we expect because we, we want something done. Maybe we're weary of something and, or maybe we just didn't start early enough. And, you know, you're, you gotta have something in 30 days. That's boy, that's, you are really hurting yourself right. whenever you do that. So yeah. well, let me go through these things You've, very, very quickly and, and we can comment on okay. them. All right. Uh, first right. of all, I always find it helpful whenever I write down the need. I got to try to try to put it in a one sentence that helps me mm-hmm. to instead of going on and on. Uh, number two, to make the goal very clear, make that goal mm-hmm. clear uh, to the people you're talking to. Then uh, number three is keep the need before the people. And that can be with yes. signs or banners or mailers or emails or, you know, cards that you take home or, uh, you know, a drawing of a building in the lobby, wh- whatever it is. But but you're keeping right. that need in, in front of the people, you know. So those three things to me helps me to stay organized and, and try to mm-hmm. try to, you know, instead to actually write it down. And, and that helps me get it into into a small mm-hmm. sentence and that is easy to say. I try to come up even, even with some phrases, you know, we're having a raise the roof offering, you know, for for uh, mm-hmm. being able to, you know, raise, uh, I think we had to raise almost 40000 for our for our roof to be replaced, you know, in our main auditorium. Mm-hmm. So, but, but if you can come up with those things, it seems to help, but, but that just helps me. Those three things really, really helped me to sort of 
make it uh, make it a good presentation. Yeah, there's a balance to uh, that. Uh, if you if you say too much, you kind of turn people off. If you don't say enough, you kind of lose their interest. And uh, there are some subtle ways that you can do that today. You know, with media uh, posting to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You know, those other things. Uh, digital media in the church service that you can use mm-hmm. to kind of keep those things just subtle. You know, pictures or phrases or things. Um, those things definitely help, and it takes time. Some people will jump right on board. They'll see it, and here's here's something. People will give to their ministry first, and they will give big to the ministry that they're involved in. Bus people will give to a new bus because they're using it. People will give to new sound equipment if they sing because they're using it. And some people will never see the need because that's not their ministry or their like or dislike. And for those that don't have a specific ministry, they're going to give uh, probably because they know someone who's in that ministry or they um, get benefit from that ministry. Mm -hmm. And so they'll give towards that as well. And so understand that not everybody's going to give to everything. They're going to have to choose and if you can tap into what it is that they enjoy or like, then you can then you can probably expect more from those people in your giving. Yes, and and, and again, you have to know your people. You have to know what what's yes. there. And 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 as we said, it's all precipitated by prayer and prayer and prayer and prayer and prayer to make sure. You know, when I get up in front of our people and I'm trying to raise money, um, I want I want to know that. This is God's plan. Not everything. I'm. I'm not a pope. I can't speak ex cathedra. And I mean, I. I better be sure that it's God's plan and not just something that. Right. That uh, here's what the Lord has led me to do, and then a, a year later you're not doing it anymore, and your congregation right. says, "Well, wait. I thought that was the Lord wanted you to do that." You know. So that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Listen, our time has uh, slipped by us 20, about 20 some odd minutes today. And uh, I'm going to leave it there. I, I want to on Friday, you'll probably have to remind me, but on Friday, I want to share with you something that a very successful businessman told me um, that really helped me in reaching people's hearts with the need of the Canadian Gospel Project. Um, we have, when we have finished, we'll probably have raised around somewhere around $8 million, Amen. Um, either through physical giving or people doing John Aromas for us or something like that, around $8 million worth of work and, and uh, postage and all that kind of stuff. And I had a gentleman very early on help me with that, and I'm going to give that to you on Friday. So till then, I am Al Stone. Uh, we are approaching a brand new year. What an awesome opportunity for churches to do something new and exciting. Um, maybe there's a project you've been waiting on, and this will be the launch into this new year. And we hope that maybe some of these things will be a help to you. And we've appreciated this year you tuning in to Tim Talks and being a part of this podcast. We sure appreciate it. And we thank you for that. And we hope in the new year to bring you some good stuff that will be a help in your uh, seeking of ministry or being in ministry or leaving ministry, uh, something that will be helped you. I'm Al Stone in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada. Uh, thanking the Lord for this opportunity to spend some time with you. Are, are you sure this is Al Stone? That sounded mm-hmm. compassionate. That sounded professional. That, that just flowed very well. 
Oh yeah. well, I, I'm the alter, hey, Dan. I'm the alter ego of Al Stone. So this is Dan, <laughs> hey, Dan. Wolven in hey, Columbus, Dan. Ohio. Hey, hey, Dan. Yeah. Can I borrow twenty bucks? <laughs> well, you know, you didn't present that need very well, and you didn't give me enough time. So sorry. You know, good. You know, good rotten well, scoundrel. You you just said you. people give to what they think are important and. You're not that high up on my list for twenty bucks, so <laughs> I'm calling your mother. Um, <laughs> She'll give it to me. Okay. All right. You can have it. <laughs> That's right. That's right. This is Tim Talks. We hope you have a great day, eh? And we'll be back with you on Friday. Get ready. It's coming. The last one of the week, taking us into a brand new year. Tim Talks. And China, Korea, Brazil, <laughs> Kenya, Japan. Hey, God bless you too. Happy Kwanzaa. (laughs) You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.